Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby Be Better. Stay tuned. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our good buddy King. Hey, how you doing, brother? Pretty good. How about yourself? Ah, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, we got uh, we got the Giants, got our quarterback, got our running back for next year. Let's go. Set. Uh, excited uh, for that. And of course, we're uh, we're in the midst of uh, NFL free agent. Well, it's it's not quite free agency yet, but it's the it's the certified tampering period still. I believe free agency starts uh, by the time this gets released. It will have started on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that'll be there. Um, but for now, yeah, I mean, all the deals are technically getting done now. As we're doing this, still no word yet on Aaron Rodgers. But uh, still, a lot of things going down. A lot of people making moves and uh, trying to get better. Uh, some people are getting laughed at for their moves or or lack of moves, but at the end of the day, uh, fun times. Silly season in the NFL is always fun, and, and it sounds like uh, it's not going to be the Jets no more. It sounds like it's going to be the New York Green Bay Packers. The latest uh, report came out that uh, Aaron Rodgers sent the Jets a list of receivers he wants them to go after. Well, he sent him a list of the of the uh, his his quote unquote wish list. So yeah. it's not a demand. It's not like demands. And it's just like, and we already know that the Jets were talking to Lazard. Yeah, that that would be a, so, a big pickup. So the Jets getting Lazard, uh, I believe he said he w- would like Randall Cobb there too. We'll see how that works out. You know, again, I don't. I, he's not going to get everybody on that list. Yeah. And and again, that's and that's something that I believe he previously said on uh, on Pat McAfee show. Uh, was like he's not, you know, if he does go somewhere, whether he stays in Green Bay, whether he goes somewhere else, whatever, like he's not gonna sit there and hold the place hostage. And not only that, the Jets have weapons. 
you yeah. know, they have, uh, yeah, again, they have the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, that's what Garrett I was going to say. You know, so they have uh, a talent on that team. You add Lazard there with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that'll be that'll be good. Plus, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. was on that list as well. Yeah, but so, you see what he's asking for? Well, that's why I mean. I, when you look at it, I don't know if the Jets will have the space. Like, I don't know how they would make that work. Yeah. Uh, so that's, again, it's a wish list. So, again... It would be nice, but you know, so obviously, some things you 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 wish for that you just don't get. Yeah. Uh, um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Sorry if you can hear my dishwasher in the background, but you know, hey, listen, I got <laughs> to do the dishes at some point here. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued to see how this goes down, and that's the and that's the other thing too. I I think it's all but done. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, I you know everybody's like, oh, is he going to say, oh, nobody signed with the Jets yet? Oh, somebody, uh, Trey Wingo said he it was all done, but nothing's come out yet. Oh my God, I, here here's the deal. I think it's done. I think he wants to do the announcement on his own terms. Listen, the guy's a hippie. He's a diva. We all know that. It's you know it is what it is. Is it kind of an old shtick? Yeah, but when you're Aaron Rodgers and you won the MVP back to back, two out of the last three years, uh. You know what? You can kind of get away with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he, he, he earned that right. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. You know, he, he, people can bitch about it all they want, and as is their right too, they can bitch about it. But at the end of the day, uh, Aaron Rodgers has earned the ability to to do that to pull to pull uh, a LeBron. But even so, he's still not as, as obnoxious as LeBron. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, you know, I'm going to take my talents to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, for Forum Park, home of the New York Jets, uh, but uh, I'm 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 intrigued, and I, I I mean, this immediately makes the Jets, I think, a Super Bowl contender, not a contender, oh, but a favorite. Yeah. I think it does simply because of the fact that Jets have pieces in place. They have a defense, a very good, a solid defense, good Pro Bowlers. Again, you have the Defensive Rookie of the Year there as well uh, uh, with Sauce. Uh, who had his own little seance and burning of the, the cheese head to yeah. try to get uh, Aaron Rodgers going. That's another thing, too. When you see the Jets players and how they're reacting to, oh, my God, we can get Aaron Rodgers, it's like they know. They're on the cusp. Yeah. The only thing the Jets – the Jets almost made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Without a quarterback. You know, Zach Wilson just wasn't there. Yeah. You know, he just you know, even when he was there, he wasn't there. And Mike White, God bless his heart, he could do a lot, and he played well, and he did his best. But then he also had you know five broken fucking ribs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that Buffalo game, so it becomes you know uh, again, the Jets almost made the playoffs, and they didn't have a quarterback. Now you're going to put a not only a quarterback but a first ballot Hall of Famer still has it uh, MVP two of the last three years on that team. I mean, and now you look at the AFC East. Holy shit, because the Dude, Dolphins have been making moves. Yeah. Uh, they traded for Jalen Ramsey from the Rams. Which, which to uh, me, he's not the same player he used to be, but he's still a top tier. Still corner. a good pickup, it, yeah. and it's still a move. And and for what they that gave up, that they're it's still a move that indicates that they are tr- 
trying to win. They're going to go in to the season, and they're not fucking around. They're not going to be like, oh, well, you know, we'll get what we can get and see how the team goes. They're like, listen, we are going to put forward an effort to win a division and get into the playoffs, go deep in the playoffs, and try to get to the Super Bowl. It's You know, that AFC East has everybody trying to get to the Super Bowl now, except for the Patriots. Yeah, they're just, they're, this they're is the first sleeping. time in a long time. This is the first time in a long time I think we've been able to say this. But it, it feels like the Patriots are going to be the bottom dwellers in that division. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not just because of the most and not just because of free agency moves. No. Not just because of free agency moves. I mean because I mean how many teams have we seen quote unquote uh win free agency and then they get into the season and they're fucking, you know, uh, four and 12, yeah. you know, like yeah. it, 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 that happens more times than I care to count. Uh, so, but that's not the reason why it's, they have a lot of holes. They have a lot of problems. They lost Jacoby and Myers, yeah. uh, the wonderful law firm, uh, there. <laughs> I, I actually called him Jacoby and Myers. I went to say Jacoby Myers and I couldn't get the fucking law firm out of my head. <laughs> so, but I don't care. He is Jacoby and Myers forever. Um, so he's gone. I think he's to the Raiders. Yeah. I believe the Raiders picked up Garoppolo, uh, which it appears Devontae Adams isn't happy about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, he's kind of stuck now too. Like you'd sit there and think, Oh, maybe they can get traded to the jets. But again, the jets only have so much cap room and you have to add, you have to remember even, even with a restructured contract, you're going to have to add Aaron Rodgers in there. Yeah. Uh, they also get Lazard. So they got one or two more pieces. The jets can add. They're not going to be able to add a Devontae Adams. They're not going to be able to add an Odell Beckham as we were talking before. Like that's not going to happen. So, uh, he's kind of stuck, uh, uh, there, but that also like that. That's telling me to like, yeah, like, listen. Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets. Yeah, it's. I mean, unless there is something catastrophic that happens, unless like Woody Johnson comes out and says, "All right, you know, uh, no, no weed, no hallucinogens <laughs> it, at all." Once you sign the contract, like unless it's like some dumb shit like that, it's just like we are a drug-free facility. Uh, and cut your hair, hippie. Like unless it's <laughs> like some shit like that happens, and then Aaron's like, no, like this is the deal. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet because if he's not, then what else is out there? Because now you have Garoppolo on the Raiders, their cars down in the Saints, and also big move by the Saints just happened uh, a couple hours ago. They picked up Michael Thomas is signing back with the Saints. Oh, really? For one year, yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen, but yeah. there we go. Uh, Ian Rappaport broke that uh, not too long ago, so we have that. So, so the Saints pick him up. So Carr has a weapon now. He's got some weapons. Whatever happens with Kamara and uh, that that uh, uh, criminal proceedings or whatever the hell's going yeah. on with him, or who knows, or if he, I think he also asked for a trade, maybe too. I have no idea. Uh, you have Austin Eckler from the Chargers asking for a trade, and that one I was Char surprised about. I, uh, me a little bit too, but I mean, Eckler might see the writing on the wall and just like, I don't want to be on a team with Braden Staley. I saw this coach coach us out of winning a playoff game. Yeah, we're up twenty-seven to nothing, and I saw this motherfucker coach us out of winning a twenty-seven <laughs> to nothing playoff game, and we lost, and they they still didn't fire that motherfucker. And I think they got rid of everybody else but him. The thing with with his contract is he's so underpaid. Someone will make an offer to trade for him too. 
Because that, that, that's like, how this listen, all boiled down was. I, I, I guess. love that. Listen, all that motherfucker does is score touchdowns. Yeah. All he does is score touchdowns. He, he ran. I would, he, I, would want, I would want him on my team, yeah. He ran Melvin Gordon out, out of, of uh, San Diego, and Gordon was a beast at that time. Los Angeles, by the way. They have new. They are the uh, Los, Los, Los Angeles Chargers for yeah. what, seven years now? Six? Yeah, still don't, still don't get used to it. <laughs> it is still a crime. They belong in San Diego. They are San Diego. The fact that Spanos fucked them over and brought them to L.A. to be basically the Jets of Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, play second fiddle there, uh, which is terrible because nobody gives a shit about the Rams either. Yeah. Like, you have two football teams in L.A. Nobody gives a shit about either one of them, but the Chargers are the one that people give less of a shit about. And then you have a market that lived and breathed the fucking Chargers, and you moved them out of there because, oh, well, they didn't build us a stadium. Well, they, they didn't want to do that. And, of course, they move it, and what do they do? They knock down that one stadium and build a, a beautiful, I think it's about a 35,000 uh, capacity stadium down there for the San Diego State University football oh, team. Okay. Be- the Snapdragon Stadium, beautiful stadium. Uh, but here you go. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, if you could have just worked with them, but the Spanos is our, I think, one of the poorest owners in the league. Oh, now, again, okay. we use poor as a relative term. Here. Yeah, they're only making they a only billion have, dollar a year. I think it's only, I think they only have like a billion dollars or like a billion and a half dollars uh, there, which as NFL owners go, is not great. Which means that most of their value, most of their equity, is caught up in the football team. Uh, so, like, they don't have the means that maybe some other teams do to. You know, oh well, we'll put five hundred million dollars towards it because that's you're talking about like fifty percent of of any of their liquid assets. Yeah, but they don't have that ability to do that. So, I like I'm part of it. I, I like I get it. But on the other hand, it's like listen, you you can work out some financial dealings and you know get get something done. But the, I, they were clearly just a well, we want everyone to pay. We pay for it. everybody. We want everybody else to pay for it. And so they did it. And so they saw Kroenke building the stadium up in L.A. And uh, we're like, well, he's paying for that. So we'll just move on in, <laughs> you know, uh, and then. But that's the other thing, too. Then they have to give half their revenue to him anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. Silly, kind of nuts, kind of stupid. But the, uh, the one thing that I well, actually before I, I say um, any surprising moves on, on my part, um, Philly fans, calm the fuck down. OK, um, I, I've been seeing a lot of Philly fans. Come on, how we do something, do something. That's what happened to us in 2018 after the Super Bowl. We all bitched how we do something, do something, and he resigned all the players, and then we proceeded to go. What four, was a four and twelve or you guys fucking imploded? Imploded. Um, you had you had people on that team talking about, oh, we're going to be we're, we're setting the blueprint for yeah. how NFL teams are made, and then you guys fucking shit the bed for the next four years. Like that was uh, not great. It wasn't yeah. great, but. I mean, and then I, you blamed Howie anyway. So yeah. Howie got shit on both ends. Yeah, <laughs> um, I am happy that Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey came back. There, we had like thirteen or fourteen free agents going into free agency, and I, I you know, obviously we, we can't sign resign all of them, um, but there was maybe I'd say five or six. That I was like, man, I, I really hope we get these guys. And Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey were two of them, and uh, and kudos to Brandon Graham taking basically a six million dollar pay cut to come back. I wish I could be able to take that type of pay cut and still make good money. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know what, guys? 
I can leave six million on the table. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> but did, did you That's see hard. the the video of Jason Kelsey and Howie Roseman uh, when Kelsey told him he's coming back? I tend not to pay attention to Philadelphia Eagles shit. So no, I did not see that. <laughs> so imagine me drunk on my birthday, being all excited that you showed up as a surprise, and how giddy I get. Right. That's how Howie Roseman was. Oh my! And it's so funny to see this like monstrous of a man and Jason Kelsey standing next to a hundred pound soaking wet Howie Roseman. I'm like, he could just throw you through like five walls with, without batting an eye. <laughs> we're getting close. I mean, Kelsey's getting up there though. Yeah, so no, we're going to have to see how effective he is. Uh, I would love to see the Giants pick up Slay um, now that he's out there in the free agent market. Uh, we'll we'll see who I mean, picks he's, him. He's not a free agent, but... Well, I mean, he's... He's looking Slay for is trades. A, he's... Well, I... Oh, from what I saw, I thought he was a free agent the way they made it sound because it seems like he's he is done in Philadelphia. That is that part does how that's right. put out. So uh, so that he's uh, you know I've already seen you know uh, people talking about you know may he go back to Detroit now that Detroit looks good. Yeah. Uh, go to the Giants with something like that happen. So I I don't know what the situation is uh, with Slay. I th- I. Could have sworn I saw he was a free agent. If not, that's on me. Uh, again, we're, you know, we're there's a lot of uh, he said, she said between the the Eagles and Slay. Supposedly, Howie Roseman told Slay, well, asked him to take a pay cut. Obviously, Slay said no. Um, Roseman said, well, then go look for a trade. So that's what Darius Slay did. He he put some fe- uh, feelers out there, and then the reports got out. Oh, Slay's looking for a trade. Well, not really. I mean, the Eagles told him to go look for the trade. So it's kind of. Both ends there, not just one one sided. Um, but if if we did get rid of Slay, we we have to go after Bradbury or get uh, Garner back here because to go into next season with no quality cornerbacks, it it it's gonna suck. Okay, I see this. Yeah, no, that he had. Well, that's the other thing too. Well, that kind of puts a good bash on that because there's no way the Eagles would fucking trade him in the division. So, uh. <laughs> yes, I mean, unless you give us like a first rounder, I mean, we're not that stupid. No, no, I, that's, that, that feels like one of those things where like, you know, the devils and Rangers, like they don't trade. Yeah. They don't like, it's, it's one of those things like, listen, there's just certain teams or clubs that we don't trade with giants. Don't trade with Eagles. Eagles don't trade with giants. We don't trade with the Cowboys, you know, shit like that. You know, uh, not just cause you hate them, but because it doesn't make sense to trade somebody that you think is still good but doesn't want to be there or whatever the case is you don't want to give anybody in the division any kind of advantage yeah uh, over you in any way shape or form so like i get that like uh damn i would love to have him on a team though giants do need a cornerback or two i mean you got bradbury uh, out there he, he's a he's a very honest man uh he is an honest man especially when he held <laughs> the chiefs and cost you guys a chance to uh Go back down the field and see if you could win a Super Bowl. You know, hey, that's, spe- uh, speaking that's of, of you know the Chiefs. Although, thank you, James Bradbury, always a giant. See, once a giant, always a giant. Thank you, Bradbury, for crossing the Eagles. That that's <laughs> all. That's I mean, honestly, it's one of the best plays I've ever seen uh, done by a New York Giant. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. By the way, I just wanted I just needed to get that out there again. Uh, um, what are you? A month and a half past it, but don't care. So you know, speaking of the Chiefs and that infamous holding call and stuff. Did you happen to see what some of the rule changes uh, proposals are or no? 
Um, I've heard a couple things. I haven't really, uh, you know, dove into it. I, I, I heard people bitching about the fucking QB sneak shit. Like, Peter yeah, King, yeah. Shut, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Peter King needs to shut the fuck up. That's not football. That's that, rugby. First of all, football kind of comes from rugby. Second of all, you're gonna, you want to take the fucking QB sneak out of the game? Get the fuck out of it. Shut the fuck up. Oh, well, you know, they push people from behind. It, it makes it almost an undefensible. Well, too bad. Learn a way to defend it or fucking do it. Like, listen, exactly. if it's fourth and one, fucking go for it. Yeah. And I've still seen teams fuck it up. Yeah. But just because, like, listen. Just because you have a quarterback like, like I mean, look at the NFCs just in general. You have fucking, uh, obviously you have, uh, 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 why am I blanking on his fucking name? For what team? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Okay. I don't know why I could have remembered wow. his name. I well, of all players, he, he's the one that perfected this one this, this past year. Well, but I'll tell you, you have Jalen Hurts. You have uh, uh, Daniel Jones. You have teams that have the quarterbacks that can, Basically, it's an automatic QB snake. You're getting that yard and a half yeah. that you need to get to get something like that. Uh, you know, uh, Dak Prescott to an extent, um, which the Cowboys for some reason didn't use a lot of him in those situations, which didn't make sense. But whatever, uh, you know. But you have now in this age of the more highly athletic quarterback, the quarterback that can squat 600 pounds like Hertz. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, or that there's Daniel Jones who are fucking eight foot tall that can just reach over and fucking score, uh, you know, things like that. Like, I'm sorry. That's part of the game. Like the QB sneak is part of football. Now you want to get rid of it because you think there's one specific team in this case, the Eagles that have an advantage on it. But this is an advantage that everybody's at. I mean, this is an advantage that the Bills have with Josh Allen. This is an advantage that the Chiefs have with Patrick Mahomes. This is an advantage that the Chargers have with Justin Herbert. This is an advantage that a team like even the Steelers have with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. You know, if you have that quarterback, you have that offensive line, you have a running back behind him that can push him or do anything like that. And then on top of that, then you can always do play action where you make everybody think you're going to fucking do it. Make it bootleg, which is, by the way, my favorite fucking play in the NFL, which I don't think is used nearly enough in certain goal line situations. Uh, you know, that that became, that makes that play that much more effective. You take away the QB sneak. Now you get rid of the fear of the defense of, of the QB sneak working so they can actually put more people out there. And that negates then a naked bootleg. Yeah. So now you're making like, listen, leave, leave the shit alone. Just and leave and, shit alone. And that's the thing is, I mean, quarterback sneak's been around forever. I mean, I, I, I can I can't remember forever. when it started. It's been so long, and to like I don't know. I think the rule changed. But here's the thing: I don't. The rule changed in college. I think this is where people conflate you. The rule changed in college. I don't think it was ever a rule in the NFL that you couldn't push somebody from behind to advance them. Yeah. In college, it was with the note. Like I, I know you remember the notorious Bush pushes. Push, I do. Yeah. Right. You know. But then college football changed the rules and said a couple years later and said, okay, that can now be legal. But in the NFL, I don't think that was ever illegal. Yeah. Uh. And now people are, you know, I see people trying to make the argument like, well, they only just made that rule uh, legal a couple of years ago. No, no, no. That was college football that made that. Yeah. Rule. NFL, you've always been able to do it. So that's even another thing where it's like doing that, pushing somebody from behind to advance them and advance the ball. You could, you can't pull somebody. Yeah. That's illegal. But you can push, you can push the fuck out of them if you want. 
you know, because yeah. I remember, I mean, that's been something as a kid I've always remembered is with a quarterback sneak. If you get the quarterback in there and you see the fucking running back and fullback trying to fucking jam themselves right up his ass. <laughs> like, look, like, oh, that's a little, that's, that's a little, uh, that's a little rough. I don't know. It's, I don't so, know what I'm witnessing right now. Even, but, you know, hey, listen, you do what you got to do for that yard. You know what I mean? <laughs> even even when I, I play Madden, I hit stick my running back up to the quarterback to just get that extra yard. Right. You just, you know, like this is just a part of football. Yeah. So somebody like Peter King, who is well, it's not just him too. Sean Payton's another one that's wants it changed. No, but the, the, the one I'm going to focus on is Peter King because he's a part of the media and he's been around forever. He's yeah. somebody who people respect. They respect his opinion. You know, when you think of like a, an NFL media guy, you do think of Peter King. Any uh, anyway. Uh, when it comes to stuff like that. But, you know, I was surprised when I, I was watching him on a Dan Patrick show. Uh, and, and when he said that, and he was like, I think, you know, they got to do something and they got to get rid of it, get it out of the game. It's not, this isn't football, you know, it's, it's, this is more akin to rugby. And uh, that's not what I'm here to watch. I'm here to watch football. And I was like, what, what is more football than fucking that shit. I mean, listen. The, the American game grew out of rugby, and yeah. American football and rugby grew out of what football? Like you, the the three sports that you think of when you think about football: football, aka soccer, okay, which is what you know what the English have association football. Then you have rugby football, which came out of that, and then you have American slash Canadian football, which came out of that. You know. So, I mean, there, there, there's a progression there. So still having that in the game where it's kind of a scrum and you get something like that and it's, you know, big push and uh, violent. Uh, you're like, yeah. yes, keep that in the game. Keep that part in the game. Have it be a little bit of in the trenches, a little bit of football still left there. You know, like, like so much of the game has been taken over by finesse and beautiful passes down on the sideline, one-handed catches, super – amazing ballet like athleticism which is great yeah and should be featured and exalted and everything like that but part of the game of football too is being down in the trenches and fighting for that inch fighting for that yard and, and that's you the know, thing it, it's a no matter how much they try to change and take stuff away it's always always going to be a violent sport and you know obviously smashing heads when you go to do a that'll a, be the way that they try like they're saying right now, as we're seeing it right now, like they're saying, like we they, we want to get rid of it because we think it's an unfair advantage. Yeah, Peter King and Sean Payton and people like that. The way they're gonna do it though is they're gonna say player safety. They're gonna say for the safety of our players, we're gonna get rid of the quarterback sneak because we want to make sure that our players are safe, safe from concussions safe from any sort of other injuries that can come from something like that. So we're going to go ahead and in the name of player safety, yeah. we're going to go ahead and it's going to be fucking bullshit because it's going to have nothing to do with player safety. It's going to be people wanting to go ahead and just get rid of it because they think the Eagles or the Chiefs or like four or five teams have an unfair advantage against everybody else. And they're going to say, no, nope, we're going to get rid of this game. How do we get rid of it? Well, we can't just say, oh, well, we think it's an unfair advantage because people are going to say, well, fucking get better defenses. Yeah. So how do we get rid of it? Oh, the all-encompassing 
player safety. Hey, it's all about player safety. And and it'll get fucked. So, but this is one case where you'll see me actually on the side of Eagles fans too, uh, because again, this isn't. It's being presented as kind of an anti-Eagles take, but it's it's not. It's an, to me, it's an anti-football take. Yeah. Leave the fucking quarterback sneak alone. Leave it alone. Now, I mean, also the Giants are good at it too. So <laughs> leave it the fuck alone. <laughs> we don't get many good things out of this, but let's have this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's, um, uh, it's it's good though. But as far as I mean, I guess they could review the the rules throughout the year, right? Or is it just one and done, like once a year? It's usually once and done. You okay. know, they they look at something before the year, they'll implement it, and then it's implemented for the year, and then they'll review at the end of the year and change it, like with the uh, pass interference review. Like, could you, could you review that? Yeah. And and you know, uh, the referees completely fucked that up for everybody because they refused to overturn any pass interference calls. Because the, uh, the the QB sneak, I, I just looking now, um, is not on one is not one of the, the rule proposals to be looked at. So I'm assuming it's going to be there to stay for at least this season, upcoming season. But um, the one rule that I guess I, I guess me and you kind of talked about over the past couple weeks, um, they finally want to have roughing the passers either reviewed or. That's another one I heard is that they want to have the the rough and the passer, yeah, and, be and a I, I think that one has to be, and and like we've said, all they have to do is do what XFL does, have that that extra replay eyes or whatever, Dean Belindo, up there looking at it. And if he sees it, buzz down, stop the play, and and get it right. Did you just say Dean Belindino. Yeah, that guy. And you said Ding Badingo. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, well, this, this is a, this is another point that somebody brought up too when when talking about that, like the XFL replay system, and will the NFL ever adopt that, or some other stuff from the XFL? Will they ever adopt it? Um, and the point that they brought up, and I, and I think unfortunately it's it's true, is that the NFL will never be that open. They will never have uh, the ability to look into the replay booth or hear the conversation between a ref and a replay official or anything. The NFL will never do that yeah they will never do that ever in their entire history so that's unfortunate because i think that's a great thing they also said they don't think the nfl will ever adopt the kickoff and oh we don't want them to i don't like that i like the xfl kickoff personally because you actually get fucking kickoffs now you, you uh, get kickoffs and, and you know player safety you're not getting that full force of a 40 50 yard you know head start right not only that and then the other thing too is like if you kick it you have to make sure that you kick it within that 20 yard, 25 yard. But like if you kick it into the end zone, the touchback brings it to the 35. Yeah. If you kick it out of bounds, it goes to the 35. Like it doesn't like you, you, it, you, you make it to where you, you want the kick. You want to return. You yeah. want to have a part of the game. And that, that to me is a good rule and a good idea to get some kind of excitement back into the kickoff. Cause right now kickoffs are just out of the end zone. Like they're, they're what the extra point was fucking seven years ago. It was a useless play. Yeah. You know, moving the extra point back is I think one of the better things the NFL ever did because now the extra point isn't a gimme. It's yeah. not a guarantee. And just ask Dallas Cowboys, you know, well, gee, well, poor <laughs> 
Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. We don't get to break a lot of news here, but there is breaking news. Oh, the okay. Las Vegas Raiders are trading Darren Waller. Really? To the New York Giants. Shut the fuck up. Darren Waller has been traded from the Las Vegas Raiders to the New York Giants. Just coming out now, thanks to uh, the Pat McAfee show on Twitter. Okay, um, so you know how roughly about 15 minutes ago I, I just pleaded with Philly fans to let Howie do his thing? Howie, yeah, yeah, fucking do like, something. Howie, come on, <laughs> Howie, do, do something. something. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, he, he, Darren Waller's not, not you know, Rob Gronkowski, but he's a top three tight end, and that's a, that's a fucking weapon Dude, and a half for a Daniel Jones. Huge tight end pickup for the Giants. That's huge for Daniel Jones. He, that's you brought Sterling Shepard back, re- well, reportedly so far. No, yeah, there. I believe, yeah, I believe it's a one-year deal. We yeah. got uh, him back, so we have uh, Hodgins back on. I think eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we got Shep back. Um, hopefully, we do pick up one or two other. I mean, again, this is wishful thinking. DeAndre Hopkins is out there to maybe trade for. Uh, you know. Uh, I think uh, who else is uh, not? Is it T. Higgins is out there for Cincinnati? Let's his name trade. his name was floating around, but it's that that's been kind of quiet for a week or two now. He wants to get well. This is the other thing too: is that Cincinnati can't pay everybody. Yeah. So uh, you know there there's going to be some on the market. I would have liked to have uh, uh, what's his face from uh, from Carolina, but they traded him to the Bears for the number one pick. I'll tell you what, man. The Bears, they, they got a deal and a half there. Just just that DJ Moore uh, kid alone. DJ gonna, Moore, that was it. Yeah. yeah that's it, I wanted the Giants to pick him up during a trade deadline last year because he wanted to get the fuck out of Carolina. Yeah. And, you know, the Giants, obviously, they didn't have the cap space. They didn't have a lot to do. Uh, so I get that. But, I mean, and you know how I feel about, quote, unquote, draft capital. It's like, okay, congratulations. You got the number one pick. There's not really a consensus number one quarterback. You could do well or you could, you know, swing, you know, you could get a fucking Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, God rest this soul. Uh, you know, like you, you, you don't know what you're going to, what you're going to hit. You know, I, that's the thing. I remember when Giants fans were talking about they wanted to have Dewey Haskins more than they wanted to have Daniel Jones when they had they were booing Daniel Jones. Oh, we want Haskins. I'll tell you what, I'd much rather have fucking Daniel Jones. Well, of you course know, you that, would. That, not for the obvious reasons. Stop. <laughs> we're not going to do this tasteful jokes. But, you know, uh, you know, Haskins was not. Now, granted, he was on an extremely dysfunctional fucking organization. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, Overall, I I think he was a better court now, and that the unfortunate thing about that whole situation too is that he was working out, he was doing more camps, more reps, uh, working out with other NFL players, trying to get better and better himself when that unfortunate accident happened with him. Yeah, uh, you know, and that's that's the heartbreaking thing about it because who knows what might have been like he might have been uh, improved himself and gotten so much better, but. Uh, um, Let's you know, uh, again with the draft, you don't know what you have, but the Bears, you know what you have with DJ Moore, yeah. you know, and you're adding him now to that team. Uh, the Bears are starting to put pieces into place, and plus, then you also got draft capital too. You got the ninth pick in the draft now this year, you get the Panthers' number one pick next year and in 2024, yeah, or, or uh, 2025 because it's, it's their ninth pick this year. I think they get another pick this year or something. 
They got DJ Moore. They get the first in 2024 and uh, a first or a third in 2025 or something. Yeah. So, like, not only do you get an actual tangible piece, but now you also get the quote-unquote valuable draft capital that they can use to fucking trade away and get better, you know, who knows what, what happens. But, you know, uh, for the first time in a long time, the Bears are making smart moves. And, and that, that's it's a very interesting situation. That's why I have to laugh at some of the, the Bears fans on, on Twitter and everything saying that uh, I think the GM's last name is Paul. And they're like, oh, Paul finally woke up after five years or, you know, just totally making fun of him that he's finally making moves. But also on and, and not just that trade alone. I mean, he's signing players. Um, but like we said, we, we're not going to know until the season starts, because how many times have we seen a lot of these teams do big spending sprees? Like last year with the the Patriots, spending over like two hundred million dollars or whatever it was, and they really pay off. So, you know, I, I know you are more about the. Um, if I know you, what you could do now, I'll sign you rather than let's take a, a risk at a, a draft pick. Take a chance, yeah, it's a lottery. It's a lottery. Yeah, when you do that. but I mean, free agency is kind of too. You know, probably not as much as the draft, but. You know, I definitely think um, San Fran signing Hargrave, they they way overpaid him. As much as I wanted him to stay with Philly, but I'm sorry, no defensive lineman is worth twenty plus million dollars a year, and that that's that's what he got. Same thing with Daniel they Jones. Got, they also got Sam Darnold. Good for them. How about you know going back to the Commanders of how well that they ran? How about uh, Heineke going to the Falcons? Good for him. And as Good a backup. I, I, I don't know if he's going to be the starter there or not. And if he is, if that's what they're going to go with, uh, I still think they're probably going to try to get Lamar. Uh, but good for Heineke. Well, you know? They already said that the um, the kid from last year that came in late last year that uh, took over for Mariota, he is the training camp starter. But they don't know what they got in him. So this way, it's kind of like another, no, yeah, another situation that uh, Heineke and, was in with Washington. At the end of the day, you know, uh, St. Louis Battlehawk legend Taylor Heineke can, uh, you know, he's still picking up a couple million dollars in an NFL check. And kudos uh, to the Battlehawk fans too for showing up. Dude, I'll tell you what, they, it's been uh, we're talking about three years now uh, to the day that uh, that the world shut down because yeah. of COVID and uh, the XFL died and. And still, just this past Sunday, the Battlehawk fans showed up. Thirty-eight thousand, and, and to showed see, up to see the, the Battle Dome to see the picture of the fans in the state stadium. I'm like, there's more fans in that stadium than a, a Chargers game. There were, no, absolutely, and every single one of them was was a Battlehawk fan. Every single one. That place was loud. It was great. They were chanting "Cronky sucks," which is kind of funny, uh, you know. And it was like that's. That's what if you're if I'm the XFL, that's what I'm, I'm pushing St. Louis and I'm pushing DC. Look at these places. This is what we want. This is how it should be. Beer snakes and loud crowds and lemons on the field and fuck your team and this past owner who fucked us sucks and all this like that's that's what you want. You want that atmosphere, and that's what it was. It was a fun atmosphere. That's the other thing about the uh, DC team. I I I I got a laugh, and I like um, before their game, the DC defenders put out on Twitter, 
here are the rules of the the beer snake as basically there was like five or six rules just typical rules as long as you don't break them you guys could keep your cups and i was like <laughs> you know if this is the nfl they're screaming as soon as you got two cups in there you throw them away and blah blah, blah. and they're they're kind of saying go ahead and do it just behave about it well no because they took the cups away the one time and then the field got covered in yeah, fucking lemons, lemons. <laughs> Um, and then uh, when they when they scored on, uh, I think it was not this week, but the week before when they were playing the Battle Hawks there, uh, they started chanting, we want lemons. <laughs> I missed, you know, I like, missed I'm, that one. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a fun, it's fun to watch yeah. so many games. Maybe you watch the whole game. Maybe you don't. Maybe you watch bits and pieces. Maybe there's games that are more fun to watch. Usually the games that are DC, that are St. Louis. Uh, Houston's a very good team. Uh, you know that there, there, there are certain games that I think that are more fun to watch than others, where the crowd is more involved and and more with it. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know what? It's it's still just a fun thing to watch uh, at a time when a lot of things are dead. Yeah, you got hockey. Devils are looking good. Fucking shut out the Hurricanes the other day. Tops in the division. Let's fucking go, baby. Uh, the Flyers suck. fired their general <laughs> manager. But hey, listen, you're making progress. You got rid of Chuck Fletcher, so there's so, there's progress there. So more, more you know, to come. But you know, and now we got fucking boring ass baseball starting up. Like there's really nothing going on. There's nothing wrong with having you know the XFL and enjoying it. And and um, people like to shit on it. But they shit on it and don't even give it a shot. Oh, I'm not watching that fucking shit. Why not? It's fucking football. And, and the thing I, that I take away the most so far from the, the bits and pieces of the games I've seen is you could tell these guys are, are playing their hearts out, like playing like this is our last chance because, I mean, some of the hits they do, holy shit, man. I haven't seen hits like that in, in 20 years. Okay, I got to ask you something here quick. Okay. We're going to go back to the trade here, to the Darren Waller trade. And I want you to tell me how you feel about this the compensation for Darren Waller the New York Giants traded for Darren Waller a third round pick and that is it honestly I think that's fair for both teams I think that's good yeah I mean obviously it's good for you you guys got a very good tight end and a third round pick well I'm assuming this year's draft uh, I can't. All I see is third round pick. I'm assuming it is this year's draft. Okay. Um, players like DeAndre Hopkins and you know, like star players, they're not going to get first round draft picks for them. You know, second, third. That that's where those those picks come in. I, I think that I think it's actually really fair for both teams. I mean, um, they they Giants got to do something fair because I mean. They got ripped off with fucking Daniel Jones. I got I got people saying that uh, the Raiders got fleeced, but here's the thing: I think if the if the Raiders asked for any more, there wouldn't be a trade. Yeah. Yeah. So if they were you asked, you can, yeah, the, the the Giants probably would have just hung up without even saying goodbye. So you have that Patrick Peterson to the Steelers is 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 an <laughs> I mean, that Steelers defense is just getting better. Like my uh, my sister texted me this morning about that, and. Uh, I said, you know, he, again, he's he's same. I think he's in the same boat as Jalen Ramsey. He's not the cornerback that he once was, but he's still a, a, a top player. And she said that um, he posted a picture either on Instagram or Twitter of him wearing the number seven Steelers jersey. And everybody, she said, half the half the fan base is cheering for him. The other half is reaming him out because it's number seven. 
Like, you know, I saw that he he actually posted a tweet this morning saying, uh, "Okay, Steelers fans, I get it. Seven is off the table. Don't worry about." Uh, but yeah, that that we, defense is going to be looking good too. You know, uh, well, I mean, it's also good too. Like, if he wants to meet women around the Pittsburgh area, it's good that he won't have the seven. <laughs> Dude, on. Won't be I thought we said we're not going to do tasteless jokes. That's not a tasteless <laughs> joke. That's facts. This is facts. Allegedly. No, listen. This is. <laughs> this is these are things we know like alleged allegedly okay here's the thing all right I, I, i'm sorry I, it's, it's not truly facts i suppose but allegedly what happened is that ben roethlisberger had two of his bodyguards watch a restroom door in a bar as he allegedly brought a drunk female into that bathroom closed the door locked the door barred her access from leaving the bathroom and then proceeded to allegedly have <laughs> unwanted non-consensual sex with her uh, there's another name for that, but I don't want to say that because I don't know if Podbean or somebody will ban uh. us or get <laughs> everything like that. But you know what? It begins with R, ends with ape. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's not great. It's not a great look. So, you know, uh, uh, I, I find it funny that Pittsburgh fans uh, cheer and root for that man, but still have uh, the, the, the ability to make fun of Deshaun Watson for asking the wrong girls for a rub and tug. Uh, you know, well, it's a little, you know. little interesting. Uh, their kind of moral compass on that kind of behavior and situation. Uh, but I will leave that at that, you know. And uh, you know, so I'm let, sure that's a question to better ask your sister. But, uh, let me get let me get uh, uh, your opinion about this. Um, and I, okay. I purposely didn't bring this up at any of the points during the week with you. Do you think there's collusion going on with Lamar? No, I just think it's the fact that the NFL owners are like, we, we don't give guaranteed contracts. We don't. And just because Jimmy Haslam was a fucking idiot and decided to give a fucking guaranteed contract to to Deshaun Watson, which I they've already reworked for this year to get cap space. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. Uh, but because one owner did something extremely fucking stupid, doesn't mean the rest of the owners have to then follow that. That's not how that works. That's not collusion. That's just doing business. And, and here's my my side of it too: is with Lamar being tagged like that, it's not like Lamar can accept any deal. The Ravens have the right to to match it, so he he still could get a, a hundred percent guaranteed. No, the Ravens, that's the point. No, but no, no, because that's the point is that the Ravens won't do that. So if somebody does offer him a guaranteed deal, well, yeah. then the Ravens will be like, okay, we'll get the fuck out of that. Enjoy it. Uh, and not only that, I think the relationship is too far gone on both ends uh, for that. I think the Ravens feel like he fucking quit on them and abandoned them, yeah. especially in the playoff game where he was able he was able to play, and he just didn't. And I think Lamar feels uh, disrespected in some way. Uh, because of what's going on. See, the, the, the lesson I think that needs to be learned here is don't be your own agent. And no matter what you do, yeah. whether you're an actor, if you're an athlete, if you're a radio personality, if you're a- anything like that where you have to deal with lawyers and businesses and contracts and shit like that, the point is, is like Lamar Jackson grew up his life to be a quarterback. He is trained to be a quarterback, a football player. That is what he's meant to be. He's not meant to be an agent. He's not meant to look through legal documents and legalese and what is this and what is subsection two of paragraph three mean legally. Like he's that's not who he is. Yeah. So what you do is that you hire people who have spent their life 
being that person, le- reading legalese, knowing what all the subsections of paragraphs and clauses and all that other shit, what you pay them, their commission, their their percentage of whatever it is, yeah, you lose a little bit of that contract because you have to pay them whatever it is, 6%, 10%, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know, depending on who your agent is. Yeah. Uh, but that's why you do that. And it then insulate yourself too from those negotiations, which can get heated, which can produce bad blood, which certain things can be said where you can feel like, well, I feel disrespected or they're being disrespectful to me or one side is the other. And you feel, you know, all that kind of, you insulate yourself from that. You insulate the team from that. You insulate the fans from that. And then it's, it's not you having that direct face to face with, management it's your agent that deals with all the bad shit and bad words well we don't think he's worth because that's the other thing too like you have to hear certain things when you're going through those kind of negotiations like we feel he's worth this this or this we don't think he's worth that yeah you know and you as a person which is a normal feeling when you hear somebody say well we don't think you're worth this well you say i'm not worth this well fuck you then you know it's a natural reaction to have the other great thing about having an agent is that the agent's not going to get personally upset if somebody tells them, well, we don't think your client is worth this, this, or this. We think he's that. It's like, well, I do think my client is worth this, this, or this. So how about we try to look to see if we can get somewhere in the middle here or push something like this or get something like that. They're not going to, they're not instantly hurt or on the defensive or emotionally damaged yeah. by that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas when you're acting like as your own agent, like Lamar is, you get this kind of situation. At the end of the day, especially now, like you look at contracts that even aren't fully guaranteed. Like, look at that fucking Kyler Murray contract. That is immediate buyer's remorse from the Cardinals. Yeah. Immediate. They are paying that man hundreds of millions of dollars. And they, if you ask them right now today, if they would have done that contract last year, there was a, the fact that they had the clause in there that he had to do at least four hours of film study a week <laughs> that they eventually pulled out yeah. because everybody started questioning it. But the fact of, that that had to be in there means that that shouldn't have been there in the first place. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I mean, the GM left for quote unquote health reasons, but what was I it? think the health reasons was, is that that contract gave him fucking acid reflux. <laughs> Wasn't the GM, the one that got arrested for uh, hitting on a girl at a bar, we'll call it. Or was I don't that? Think so. Or was that a coach? There, I remember there was something with the Arizona personnel person. Um, I don't. I actually have no recollection of that, so I don't know. Okay. I, I the only thing I know is that the uh, towards the end of the season, the Cardinals GM left for health reasons, and then as like officially resigned. You know. Oh, okay. So now they have another GM working there, or whatever. That, but I, that's I, I. I. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. But whatever the reason. Uh. I'll tell you what, man. You do not want to. Uh, the Cardinals right now. If if you got the, if if they had a mulligan, they would not have done that contract with Kyler Murray. So uh, you I see agree. some of these contracts out there that aren't even fully guaranteed. Like I'm looking at the Browns now. I bet you the Browns wish they hadn't done it in the first place and started this whole fucking problem. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, like Lamar has to understand. Like, that is an outlier. That's not collusion. This isn't some big conspiracy to say, fuck you, Lamar. This is just, we are not giving guaranteed guaranteed contracts. The NFL is not going to do guaranteed contracts, fully guaranteed contracts, whatever. So work from there 
and see, you know, what you can get, where you're going, what you're worth. And if you still don't like that, then yeah. See if somebody will pick you up with the fucking, uh, uh, non-exclusive franchise tag. See if somebody will pay it. See if you get a bidding war for you, which is basically, he's basically a free agent at this point. Yeah. Restricted free agent is really what it is. I, I so, think, I think what, what's going to happen in the end, I think him, uh, Lamar and the Ravens will come to an agreement of, listen, let me sign my, I'll sign the one year franchise tag. Just agree not to tag me next year. So we could go our separate ways. No, because you, there's no guarantee of that. There's zero guarantee of that. I'm sure they could. And again, he's not an agent. He's not a lawyer. So they can put something out there for him to sign and say, sure, we won't do that. And he'd sign it. And it's like, oh, but see, the problem is, is that you didn't read subsection 14 of paragraph three of the second page that says, actually, if this and this and this occurred and the sun was shining on the 14th of June, that actually we can go ahead and franchise tag you again and do like no this this franchise tag the 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 tag that they put on him was done because the ravens aren't signing him lamar doesn't want to play for the ravens anymore yeah he wants his money and fully guaranteed or whatever it is and now whether another nfl team will give him that fully guaranteed again I don't think any NFL team is going to get him fully guaranteed. I think somebody will vastly overpay for him. Somebody's going to have to give up a lot. And here's the other thing, too. The other team, they don't have to give up two first-rounders. They have to give up they something, can, though, don't they? No, they don't. Like, they can they can talk to the team oh, yeah. and come to an agreement to do yeah. something. But because there, there was this idea that, oh, well, if he's on that tag, well, then you have to automatically give up two first-rounders. No, you don't. You can come up and say, this is going to be the offer for him, and this is what we'll give you. And they can go like, oh, yeah, no, this, this, or this, or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, and then you all work that out anyway. And then it's like, okay, good, done, deal it up. Then he goes, they get whatever they get, and and that is what it is. So at the end of the day, like this idea that a team is going to have to pay Lamar plus give up the first two rounders, that's not the case. Yeah. You know, they will give up something, whether it's a player, whether it's assets, whatever the case is. Uh, but – like this isn't this isn't as I always uh, I always thought it was like set in stone, you know. Once you sign this player and, and the other team agrees not to match the offer, you have to send what the rules say. No, 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 no. It's it's you can work it out with the team before anything else is said and done. Okay. And then it's like okay, that's done. He can sign the tender. They can say, "All right, we're not matching it." This is what we agreed to, and that all goes to the NFL offices. The NFL says, okay, puts their stamp on it, and then it's done. It's almost like anything else. It literally is. It's like free agency with extra steps. Yeah. It's free agency with a little extra compensation. Okay, so you'll get this and you get that. Like, they don't have to do. Now, the Ravens might dig their heels in and say, we want two first pick. We want two first rounders. That's it. Yeah. You know, and say, that's that. Uh, I don't know if they'll do that. Um, cause then again, I don't know how much you're going to have with somebody wanting to pay as much as they're going to have to pay for Lamar and get that. But I don't think Lamar's getting fully guaranteed. No, I mean, other than Deshaun, the other top tier quarterbacks, they probably only got what, probably 50, 75% guaranteed. He may get like a $250 million contract with 200 million guaranteed. Yeah. But he's not going to get all 250 guaranteed. Like he's not getting a fully guaranteed contract. Yeah. 
that Deshaun Watson one is going to be a one-off, and the NFL and the NFL owners are going to make sure of that. That's not collusion. That's just being smart businessmen. People want to say, like, that's collusion. That's not collusion. That does not fall under any definition of collusion. That's just every owner realizing that's terrible business. We're not going to do that. How do we know that's terrible business? Look at the fucking Brown. <laughs> yeah. That's how we know. Look at even the stuff that's even close to being guaranteed. Like I brought up with Tyler Murray. That's terrible fucking business. Because <laughs> the Cardinals, two years ago, the Cardinals are almost following the Texans game plan of being very good, almost great, and now they are a fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, that every- they're going to have to be built out of from being underneath Kyler Murray, which is weird because Kyler Murray's only, you know, four foot 12 or whatever the fuck he is, four foot 11. Four foot 12 would be five foot. I'm an idiot. And they, but still. They have an awesome head coach to build around, too. Uh, <laughs> who is their coach again? I don't even know. Gannon. Eagles. Eagles. Oh, the former, oh, God. Oh, God. That's even worse. <laughs> I, I really think oh, he God. just got That's hired worse. just as a a, a place. Like nope. he's a he's a he's a he's, he's just a there. Uh, traditional coach. Yeah, yeah he's traditional. just just till they they get out from underneath this Kyler Murray contract and until and, they can find something else until they can do something else. There, yeah. he's almost like Lovey Smith was for the Texans. He's a he's basically go out <laughs> yeah. there, whatever happens happens, but good luck, you know. Make sure you don't don't uh, lose us the first overall draft pick though. <laughs> God bless Lovey. Well, here's the thing: the problem was is that you let it be known that Lovey was going to be fired at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, he was like, I'm going to do everything I can. Oh, there's no time left. Oh, we're going to do a fucking fourth and whatever. Hail Mary. Touchdown actually caught it good. Oh, okay. Well, we could just like, you know, kick the field goal. and do it. No, fuck it. Two-point conversion. We're going for the fucking win. Fuck overtime. We're doing it now. Like, you know. Uh, and good for Lovey. Good for him. Fuck I'm, the I'm, surprised, I'm surprised he didn't get picked up by anybody. Uh, even just as like a advisor uh, or something Lovie like Smith's that. Smith's not a good coach. You know, bottom line. Well, no, head know. coach, no, he's he's not, but he's a hell of a No, he's, not, he's a very good coordinator, and that's it. Some some coaches are just that. They're very good coordinators, not great head coaches, and uh, I think Lovey Smith is one of those. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. But still a lot <coughs> – oh, pardon me. Still a lot going down. Uh, let me see if anything else has broken uh, while we've been here on the air. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to get – some of the channels to work down here in the in the stay tuned sports studios, but not very good connection. Let's see. Uh, no, no. How about um? You know, the other rumor was allegedly uh, allegedly Adam Thielen is speaking with the Kansas City Chiefs. That was the other rumor I, I heard before um, we came on. That some upper-tiered free agent wide receivers have been calling Patrick Mahomes to help put a word in for them to get them to come to Kansas City. This is coming from Evan Massey on Twitter. This is per sources. The Chiefs and Adam Thielen have discussed a potential deal. Plenty of other suitors are interested, but Kansas City is a real team to watch. And listen, you know, you talk about a team that's been to five straight AFC championship games at home. They've been to three Super Bowls, one, two. So you're talking five, three, two. That's a pretty good fucking ratio uh, of winning. And uh, a half a decade of home championship games. That's something. Three Super Bowls and two and one in those Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, listen, 
I'll take a pay cut to get a ring. You know, <laughs> that's that you're going to always going to be attracting that kind of uh, player, solid veteran play. Even some of the younger kids, I think, would go be like, listen, I will take a pay cut. I will not ask for as much as I can to go and be able to play with a Patrick Mahomes, yeah. with a Travis Kelsey, with, uh, you know, all, all of that, you know, talent and the coaching there. And, you know, again, you know, Andy Reid is beloved across the NFL. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Adam Thielen with the Chiefs, and it would piss me the fuck off because I'm just can – we... Can somebody else get fucking some players here? Come on. (laughs) This is what we need. The Chiefs to get fucking better. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, so Howie, start doing something, okay? Start. Oh, what a change from the start of this episode. What a change. Oh, we got to stop. You got to stop hounding Howie. That's how we fucked up the last time. Oh, oh, the Giants got Darren Waller. Fuck, Howie. What are we fucking doing here, boy? Come on. Got to go. Hey, hey, get the cheesesteak out of your ass. Let's go. I'll I'll tell you what. The only... Before free, the, the legal tampering thing kicked off, I was okay with Miles Sanders walking because of what he was potentially asking for. But now I want to see how we sign C.J. Gardner. And so with the, the running back um, class, uh, free, agency, free agency class, not really bringing the money in that they thought they were going to bring in, pretty sure he could get Miles for uh, a discount. So... They're the only two players I really want to see um, Howie go after right now. So, come on, Howie. Get it done now. Let's go, Howie. <laughs> Actually, I'm fine with Howie doing whatever the hell he is doing. <laughs> of course you are. Just Stay right there. People are just jumping ship and, and no one's coming on ship. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm just I'm scrolling through Twitter right now just trying to get any more updates here. Okay. Let's see if there's anything else that's happening how funny will it be though so free agency starts wednesday you know 12 o'clock whatever time would be how funny would it be if it's 1201 and aaron Rodgers goes uh no i'm just gonna retire and <laughs> just true just like that can always happen too but that's the other thing to imagine what what do the jets do then because now mike white's gone too mike white's with the dolphins now so which, they don't even have mike white as a backup which was that that move there i put up there with the Tyler Heineke too. Like you can't let that guy go because he's he That's is a good backup. He is, he's a fantastic backup, and with to what you know having the the skull of an egg, you know easily cracked. No, well, uh, he, he's learning. having a solid backup that isn't you know uh, uh, incapable of playing NFL football. Uh, is you, you got to make sure you have an insurance policy there. Mike White, I think, is a perfect pickup. For he's that Mike White is the definition of having uh, the a, a backup quarterback that's solid enough that no he's not going to challenge for the starting spot, but if you have to plug him in, he will. The players like him, players will play for him, and he's good enough to win games. But two two is going to two is going to make the whole year because he's learning judo of how to you know take falls now. So I saw that he was uh, he's taking the lessons <laughs> on how to actually fall, which. You know, it's fine. Yeah, no. Rule one: don't land on the top of your fucking dome. <laughs> don't do that. Let's try that. Uh, Hopefully, he's not taking lessons know. from uh, uh, the actor. Um, oh Jesus Christ! Oh, Seagal. Seagal, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> fucking Russian traitor piece of shit. 
and just or listen, say what you want about him being Russian or, you know, bone over there and stuck in Putin's dick or whatever the fuck else he's doing. Just in general, he's a terrible human being. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Steven Seagal made one good movie his entire fucking life, and that was Under Siege. Well, that was a great flick. I still think that's great, but I think that's great also because of Tommy Lee Jones and Erica Alaniac's tits. Well, he had a good he had a good uh, reality show when he was a, a Jacksonville sheriff. Oh, the the, the it wasn't ja- it was like somewhere in fucking Alabama or Louisiana was, somewhere was, like okay. that. Yeah, where some kind of sheriff or something. Let but me again, talk he to was you, son. Like, Let me talk to you, son. You can't be doing this stuff. <laughs> you know, he was still fat. He, like, he he uses that fucking kiwi fucking shoe black in his hair. <laughs> like fucking like what are you doing? And he was doing that shit fucking 30 years ago. People talk about the fucking uh, the, the Tom Arnold story about him is funny as hell. They were doing uh, Cradle to the Grave. That was it. The that one with the DMX. One. Yeah. Uh, and he said they were doing a scene where like they're on some kind of like boat and there's about to be this big fight scene and they're like, okay, well, let's everybody, let's do a run through and set everything up because we get the blocking right and all that kind of stuff. And Seagal was like, no, man, we're doing it now. And the director's like, no, we have to like make sure we have all the safety stuff and make sure that the cameras are blocked right and make sure that all, nah, man, I do one take, let's go. We're doing it now. And so they're like, all right, start rolling. <laughs> and they start rolling it and they do the scene and then they see him and he's getting ready to go towards, like he walks, what he's supposed to do is he walks out of the boat, uh, out of a door that's in, in the cabin of the boat and goes out to the, to the, deck of the boat and starts fighting everybody stuff like that well he's going towards the wrong door oh jesus and then like all the actors see him doing that and they look at the director and the director just shakes his head nah don't say anything <laughs> and so he opens the door and immediately falls into the ocean just <laughs> right into the water i never heard that one before <laughs> he gets up he's out of the water They're like people are trying to get him and the fucking black shoe black fucking hair dye that he has in his head is just dripping all over oh, his Jesus. face and all down him like a fucking oil slick and it's just like what a fucking piece of shit like he's <laughs> just like just in general as a human being he's a piece of shit so uh under siege though great flick great oh, flick Erica Alaniac, underrated 90s tits she was really great tits on uh <laughs> she has not aged well but that's fine you know listen none of us have we're yeah, old I mean, as shit anyway, look but, at me and you <laughs> uh, I know. That's what I mean. I, I don't know. I still got the baby face. I'm still looking pretty good. Like, but you know, otherwise I'm I'm pretty shitty. You know, uh, I got the fat gut and all that other kind of shit. But uh, but face wise, man, I'm still pretty. I am still pretty. Uh, <laughs> any uh, any other updates? Where, where we were going? Uh, not that I see. I think that Darren Waller thing is the last thing I saw. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything on Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to see what the latest is with that. Uh, just right now on Twitter, it's just people still making fun of him in his darkness retreat. For some reason, people thought he was going to announce today on on McAfee's show, and he did not. McAfee let it be known that uh, he wasn't going to be on, and that McAfee doesn't know anything, which I think is bullshit. But yeah, he definitely knows something. But he knows exactly what the. Fuck's I mean, going he, he's on. been in the business before, so he knows he has to keep his mouth shut. The only thing that makes me think that he doesn't is the fact that he does always say, "Like, listen, the reason I don't have people, like, the reason I make sure to tell people not to tell me anything is because if they did, I'm a fucking blabbermouth and I'll fucking say it immediately." <laughs> so that's the only thing that lets me that that has me pause and think maybe he doesn't know. 
uh, everything that's going on, but I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think he know. I think I think he knows. I think he knows what's going on. But yeah, I don't see anything else. Oh, here's a little uh, as of now. So. Here's a little tidbit to your your Darren Waller. Um, the draft pick that the Giants got from the Chiefs for Kadarius Tony. Is for the, Kadarius Tony is what we got. Yeah, him. yeah so we, well, that, that's, we turned Kadarius Tony into yeah, Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. <laughs> and we and, still have the six-round pick from that trade, too. So Now, now I'll, I'll laugh if Darren Waller's shit next year, and I'll be like, Darren Waller's Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony's Darren Waller. It's like No, Darren Waller's not going to have a shit year next year because <laughs> he's going to have a fantastic quarterback throwing him the ball. Overpaid quarterback, but, you know. Another, another segment, another time. He ain't Danny Dimes, motherfucker. <laughs> he's Danny Dollars now. Let's go. Dollar, dollar uh, bills. Anything else we want to talk about? Bring up? Uh, I think that's it. Well, here's a, the only thing about Daniel Jones that I'll, 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 I'll finish on this uh, is, yeah, he got the money, and some people may think he was overpaid, underpaid, you know, whatever the case is. Uh, he has to – he has to because it's essentially a two-year contract. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's about typically that. four years, but you know the, the Giants can get out in two. He can get out in two, which is probably depending on how it goes. Uh, you know, and only the eighty-four million I think is guaranteed or whatever it is. So, and the incentives. So it's basically a two-year. It's getting forty million dollars a year. He still. It, this is still a show me thing. He still has to play now, and yeah. he has to play as a forty million dollar a year quarterback. And if he doesn't, he's fucked. Yeah. So and that's the thing is is like that's why I said to you when he signed that deal, and that came out, and I was like, okay, I'm glad we got him. I'm actually okay with the price that we got him at. Is what he was kind of asking for. Uh, I'm okay with that. I said, but now he has to have a season where he is the reason we win games. He can't have mistakes. He can't have turnovers. Which again, he didn't have any really last year. He did a great job last year. Minimizing mistakes, minimizing turnovers, and not really having any weapons. Yeah. Uh, now we we've started that process where we see we've gotten Darren Waller. That's a huge pickup. That's good in getting some weapons there, some extra safety nets. That's a great safety plug where you don't have to always look at. Okay, is Shepard open? Oh, is Hodges open? All right, then I better run for my fucking life. You know. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, who's open, and, and who knows who else we get as far as wide receivers or weapons go. But even so, if you look at that and it's just like, oh, check, check. Okay, let's look at safety valve. Where's Waller? And he's usually super dependable. So as long as he's there and he's dependable and Daniel Jones doesn't fuck up, I think Daniel Jones is going to have a good year. Yeah. Uh, be worth that money. And that's the thing, though. That's the, the Giants' base right now is making the playoffs and winning a game. Divisional round. We have to make divisional round or better. That's our base now. That's the thing about overperforming last year is like, wow, what a surprise. That was great. I can't believe the Giants actually won a playoff game. I can't believe the Giants made the playoffs, to be honest. <laughs> but there we are. But now that we're going into this year, okay, well, now we have a $40 million a year quarterback, and we made the playoffs and won a playoff game last year. That's our base. Do better. Yeah. Expectations are now up. So let's see. And now especially if you have the Jets picking up Aaron Rodgers, and they're going to be an immediate top three, top four Super Bowl favorite. Well, now you're fighting not only just Giants fans. Now you're fighting the New York press. You're fighting to get on the back page of the Daily News and the New York Post. You're fighting to be relevant in your own city. 
Yeah. Like you got to perform. You have to be able to go. So uh, we'll see. See if he say what if you he want about the, say what you want about the contract, but now it's time to perform. And uh, I think he will. I think he will. I think he's shown that he's good. He's one of the best running quarterbacks in the game. Uh, that's been proven. I mean, just by if you want to look at his betting, you know, if if you want to, as sure of a bet as anything, always pick Danny Dimes in the over for his rushing yards. Always. <laughs> You'll never lose. You will never lose a bet. I'll have to remember that for, for next season. That's it. Vandal, <laughs> baby, or draft kings in their case. Yeah. One of you sponsor us. I mean, we put a lot of money into you guys. Well, yes, and we never get anything <laughs> back. <laughs> We're terrible at fucking betting, but still, uh, come on, let's go, boys. Get, right. us, get us a sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's gonna be it for us this week. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, free agency episode it was nice. Yeah. So until next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, uh, and it's your boy King. See ya. <laughs>